You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host and Massey Zeman and down in Texas, Graham MF Trainer. God, this is a great Thursday night football game. I can't believe we got to do a show. I got to have my back turned to this. Colts boring. Broncos uh, country, let's hide. Broncos boring. Boring. We all had high expectations oh. when Russell Wilson drove into that parking lot for OTAs driving some like mm. hopped up forerunner or tundra or whatever he was driving. Like the snorkel be- Jeep. Oh, yeah. it was a snorkel Jeep. It's like, you know, you live in the high desert. There isn't a hill in Denver. There's yeah. barely even water there. Russell Wilson, I I mean, yeah, we were talking on earlier. We were hoping we had a DILF on. DILF duty means certain things to certain people. Uh, anyway, we don't have we don't have a third person. We probably won't need him because pack show. Packed pack show, packed show. Football season. But I was uh, researching show notes from back on August third. We had Adam on. This is before the, the Cowboys <clears throat> beat the Bengals. Mm-hmm. I see why he's not on now. Um we made fun of Russell Wilson with the green screen and tonight I had not seen this yet. The, have you seen the danger witch commercial for subway where he eats the subway sandwich with he's talking to himself as a different. Yes. Clone? Yes. Yes. I have oh my seen God. that. Oh my God. It's like this commercial popped up exactly about the same time that let's ride happened mm-hmm. was the last time Adam was on. And I thought it was fate that this danger witch commercial came on. And this Danger Witch commercial is that much worse. Danger Witch. I forget. Uh, yeah. It, Russell Wilson gives me the creeps and he's so cringy. I don't even want to spend another second on him, honestly. Um, no, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, just to introduce the show a little bit, we are Teton oh, Sports yeah, Talk. We are Teton Sports Talk. We air on KHOL Fridays 2 to 3. If you cannot catch us here, download our podcast. We basically do it this way Graham and I push record. We talk for an hour, one take, all the way through. You get to listen to us mess up, stumble over ourselves. We apologize for not being absolute pros. But honestly, we've been doing this five years, so we're getting pretty good at it. Yeah, we're just not as good as the you know the marketing, closing the deals with um, Bezos, and um, you screwed up the whole Tesla thing with Elon. So we I had did, a, yeah, I did. We had a sponsorship. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd set it up in Austin and everything, and Massey's got to be a – Prick in the parking lot. I just yelled at a, te- a Tesla from Texas, man. If you if you drive a Tesla in this town from Texas, you are a marked human being, man or woman. I will let you know my mind if you choose to honk at me in a self-righteous way when there's a parking spot right next to mine. Okay. All right. You almost okay. got me fired. You, 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. TST anti-Tesla. That's right. That's right. Save the planet. Pro-Tesla. Not people's attitudes that drive tesla to further introduce the show we have the huddle this week we have the three up three down that's our nfl segment we have a college football pick em, which trainer is running away with because he makes the rules Ooh. he makes the rules and then applies doesn't tell me what the rules are and then applies them to me Ooh. so i score less so I, I forced you to 
to pick uh, Oklahoma? Is that that I did that? When did I do that? That was a classic, classic mistake. Classic mistake of mine. Oh, you thought you had Oklahoma State. You just said Oklahoma. Yeah. You, just, you wanted you wanted the whole state of Oklahoma when you said okay, mm-hmm. okay, I get it. But it should go, speaking of last week, Oklahoma lost to TCU. The Big Twelve. I'm I'm gonna keep my hands off the Big Twelve. I have no idea what's going on there. Oh, you're you're washing your hands. You're removing yourself from. Well, you're exiting from the Big Twelve. Um, well, I mean, that's are is Oklahoma are Oklahoma and UT are they Big Twelve teams anymore? Are UCLA and USC Pac twelve teams anymore? I'm so confused. I don't know understand the college landscape. I need a young man like yourself to explain it to me. I don't know what's going on, but UCLA is five and zero. Oh. I know. There, um, USC the is five and zero. Oh. For that, yeah, the they, not, yet, for that? not yet. Not yet. Maybe yet. in okay. a couple of years. Okay. I mean, I'm the Utah, UCLA. Um, who's UCLA playing playing this week? They're playing Washington. Oh, Utah is good. Washington. UCLA is playing Utah. I think. think Yeah, UCLA beat the breaks off of Washington last week. Uh, Kansas plays TCU. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, not hey hey. Lee Corso says once said. I don't know if he says anymore. Not so fast, my friend. You're, you're right. Okay, let's huddle up to begin this show. The huddle is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, the something you are stuck on, which I completely forgot to do, your quote slash question of the week, and your goat of the week. Trainer, let me kick it to you. What is your good news of the week? It's been a long season, or it was a long season. Baseball's still happening. It's baseball postseason. The season, regular season, is over. Rangers dragged themselves to being 30-some games behind the Astros, 30, 40 games out of the wild card. Who knows? Who cares? Anyway, the Texas Rangers baseball organization, they did make themselves relevant because they served up number 62 to Aaron Judge. Mm-hmm. They're now 2022-2022 season is meaningful Good. They give the Yankees something again. All we do, we have always been the little boy to the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> and all right, all right, all right. I do have some interesting numbers though, because I know, and I, I wanted to get your take on this because it was a meaningless 161st game. Mm-hmm. Does it count, Massey? In Massey's book, is that home run matter? Um, it was probably given up to a softball. You know, um, what's very funny, I don't know who was pitching that game, obviously, and the fact they kept cutting in on college football Nobody to cover cares. Aaron Judge's Aaron Judge's race for sixth place in the home run list or whatever he ended up as. Oh, um, on, over the weekend, yeah, that was that. Yeah, that was not the Rangers games. I forgot who they were playing over the weekend that they kept cutting in and out. People were pissed. The Blue Jays? football season. Yeah, get maybe, out of yeah, here. Maybe the What's great is that that guy, whoever that pitcher was, whoever that pitcher was, when there is the – I forget where Baseball Hall of Fame is. I was going to say Canton, but that's not right. That's Cooperstown. Cooperstown. When they go to Cooperstown and there's a picture of Aaron Judge swinging that bat, that pitcher gets to tell his family and his grandkids, and everyone's like, that is me pitching that ball. I am in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Gotcha. You're talking about yeah. You're talking about 61 when he tied Maris, or 62. What whatever the his record is, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um yeah. I mean, it, I do, I did go down a last week. I went down a weird wormhole that I don't think was ready for the show. I took my time. I did a Charlie Day chart. I had this mm-hmm. whole thing with Carson Wentz and Andy Dalton with Mike McCarthy carrying a surrogate child called Cooper Rush, and then Jason Garrett was involved. 
it was a whole ginger NFL conspiracy. I do have a cool numbers All right. game that I wanted to tell you about. I looked this up by myself. It had actually been 61 years since Roger Maris hit number 61. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. That is cool. cool. Maris was six feet, 200 pounds, which probably in 1961, realistically, he was listed, should have been listed at 5'8", 170. Aaron Judge is 6'7", 282 pounds. And Roger Maris hit his 61st in game number 162. Aaron Judge hit his 62nd to beat Maris in his 161st game. There was, those were a lot of numbers, but that sounds that you sounds like crazy that? to me. There was there were so many numbers thrown out there. There was a lot of Good sixes. Radio? Yeah, I think so. Good. Good. It all. Stats. I mean, Stat the guy. stars, the moons of Nimbus aligned right there, and and next thing you know, Aaron Judge has sixty two home runs. Moons of what? I'm not familiar with that astrological sign. Don't don't worry about the moons of Nimbus. If you don't know, <laughs> then I, I can't afford to tell you. My good news of the week is Jalen Monroe. Do we know who this is? He, intru- he introduced himself to the Arkansas Razorbacks and the country on Saturday when he came in to, after the Bryce Young went out with shoulder soreness, oh, with shoulder backup. sprain. Bryce is back up. He is a redshirt freshman, and right now all signs are pointing to that he might be a complete baller. So I didn't get to see any of him play. I didn't get to see him play at all. Didn't see the game. It was in California. It was in Santa Barbara. Yeah, yeah. No big deal. Wine country. Wine um, country. He looked he looked good. He missed some throws, right? Like as any redshirt freshman will do on the road. All of a sudden, the Heisman Trophy winners out, and you're like, "What? Well, I'm? It's my it's my turn to go in." And he had he ripped Damn. off a couple of runs. He's big. He's much bigger than Bryce. I, when he lined up, I was like, "Are we running the Wildcat?" And turns out he can toss the ball around the yard a little bit too. So if Bryce Young is not ready to go, he's listed as a game-time decision. I at least have the good news, the knowledge that Jalen Monroe behind Bryce Young is a more than service, serviceable backup. And after Texas A&M lost by 1,000 to Mississippi State, I'm feeling, feeling good and tingly inside. So is – um, first off, is this is this guy like an absolute unit? Is he like built like Derrick Henry? Yeah, he, I I, okay, I saw him. Yes, I saw a meme of this, or I saw a meme. It was like Bryce Young goes down, Alabama's backup, and I thought it was a fake picture because he's so yoked. Yeah, he's unit. huge. The, the kids say he's a unit, absolute unit. You know that term? I do now. Okay, cool. Um, so is is Bryce game time decision questionable? I, I missed. He is a game time decision. So he sprained he sprained his shoulder when he was running running out of bounds and like mm-hmm. try to chunk the ball for a uh, just to well he's going to intentional ground it but he was outside the tackle box and he fell with his shoulder extended on it and you could tell that he was uncomfortable when he came back out and then he threw the ball and you could tell he was like this this is not happening and so mm-hmm. when um he got evaluated and said it's a sprain. I don't know if playing can make it worse, meaning like injury-wise, but it can hurt, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah so yeah. he's not. He's you're a shoulder. You're a shoulder expert. You went through it this summer, so you should write him a letter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, if my shoulders were, I was tossing a football in that bachelor party I went to up in Tennessee, and I was sore for a couple of days. It's terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Um. um but go I, this, ahead. So I. I we know you're excited for the Saints to tank for Bryce Young. 
this is what I worry about with Bryce Young versus CJ Stroud in the NFL. So just want to go over that. He's a little, he's a little little. Yeah. He's no. great. He's, he's a little little. Exactly that. He's a he's, he's a little thick. little. Thick joints, no. But the way that he just understands the game. I mean, he he oh, watched yeah. Arkansas line up in man, and there was the play clock was running out, and he was like, "Y'all are gonna try to guard." us man-to-man, switched the play, got his man on a slant to the house. So, like, his intelligence will be able to keep him in the game, I think. He, he doesn't take – he doesn't seem to take a lot of hits. I mean, he gets sacked. He does take some hits, but, like, he doesn't seem like he's – like his bravado. Like, Joe Burrow seems to have, like, I'm going to hang on this ball. Even if someone hits me, it doesn't matter. He doesn't have that, like, bravado where he where he will sacrifice himself. He'll – he knows what his role arrogance? is. Arrogance? No, 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 no. Not arrogance. Joe, I'm oh, you shots fired. Oh, shots Burrow. fired at Joe Bro. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's let's move on. Give me your critical number of the week, trainer. Well, quick, quick, uh, quick side note. Operation Nimbus Moon. Is that what you were referring to? The moons of Nimbus. Operation Nimbus Moon. The agreement to reopen the Suez Canal following the Yom Kippur War. Dude, I don't, I don't know. Someone, right. someone, anyway, someone, said it once. someone said it once, and I thought it was the funniest <laughs> thing ever, and so I use it as my own now. So that's that's it. Uh, whatever, it's okay. This is wikidata.org. Anyway, speaking of data, 11 and 26. Uh, I don't know. Is that, a, is that a bad record? Oh, is it a record? Is that my it, record? No, 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 Massey. I would not slander you on this show. Okay. Uh, that is Matt Rule, coach of the Carolina Panthers record since 2020 he's on the flaming hot white piper stove whatever you want to call it he's going to get fired soon he's going to get poop canned as they say yes um i started looking at this coach since 2020 the gm his name is scott fitterer fitterer not not roger Federer's brother but fitterer yeah he is an ex seahawks exec he was on the team when they won the legion of the Broncos. Against these these Broncos, not not Russell Wilson's, but Peyton Manning's Broncos. Um, he didn't hire Matt Rule, and you know how it works in in the NFL, Massey. The GM comes in after the coach doesn't like the coach. He's not going to say, "Oh, it's the quarterbacks that I picked, Sam Darnold and Baker, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield," which the GM picked. He's going to say, "You know, the scapegoat is Matt Rule. I've had this job. I'm his boss, basically." So Monday headline after the Niners game, Matt Rule fired. If if this was college football, which goes into my critical number, he would have been yes. fired years ago. I think there's going to be enough. I think also college football, Matt Rule came from college football. I think college football teams are starting to realize that that they could probably get Matt Rule for not cheap, but they can get a fired NFL Ooh. coach pretty easily in the ranks. And I'm looking at you, yeah. Nebraska, who's the, right now. 2019, big Big 12 coach of the year, did a great job with Baylor, followed the Art Bryles mess mm-hmm. in Waco. And yeah, I get, I mean, Nebraska's a good call, Wisconsin. Like, I feel like he's definitely going to, he's going to fail forward as they do. Fail, um, like yeah, a, fail like up, like Lane yeah, Kiffin. Exactly. So we'll um, see, but yeah. So that dovetails nice in my critical number 72%. 72% of college football coaches are on the hot seat. 72% is the winning percentage of Paul. 
is it Christ? Paul Christ at Wisconsin? I think it's Paul Christ. That makes more sense. You you wouldn't want to name like Christ. Christ. You don't, you don't, you don't, don't do that. No. <laughs> um, Paul Christ at Wisconsin has won 72% of his games. He's a Wisconsin native. He's a former Badger. He played and coached there. He's been the head coach for the last eight seasons. In his first five years, he went 52-16. and 16. Since 2020, he has been 15-10 and 10 with a 9-8 and eight record in the Big Ten. He is the first football coach at Wisconsin to be fired in 33 years. He lost, he lost to Illinois at home to a former Wisconsin coach, Brett Bielema, and that mm-hmm. was the last straw. They said, we have had enough. We have seen enough. C-Y-A. See ya. Man. And he also he had he had terrible players. You seen Melvin Gordon play on this Broncos game? Not good. Not good. <laughs> Dude, Not his was, fault. He was so <laughs> elite. Well, the thing is that they uh they cited uh trouble with recruiting. They missed on a a couple of offensive linemen going to Notre Dame and to Michigan. One of the freshmen at Michigan has been an instant success. They were He showed up to the Wisconsin campus, and he said he didn't talk to anyone. He like walked around, and no one knew who he was. And he was like, well, I'll just go to Michigan instead. So, hmm. I don't well, know. I mean, it's, it's hard to compete with Harbaugh's energy when he wants to have sleepovers with recruits and he's like, dominoes. You guys, yeah. you guys uh, ever played Mario Kart before? Um, yeah, so Paul Christ, Christ out at Wisconsin, they need to have a splashy hire, a very splashy hire if Wisconsin wants to be an attractive to anybody else outside of Midwest. Ooh, Bill O'Brien? Yeah, honestly, maybe. Jimbo Fisher? <laughs> uh, Jimbo. Give me something that you're stuck on this week, Trainer. Uh, Dallas Cowboys season. Is this Why? Apex Mountain Massive? Why? Are we, am I... Am I on the top of the mountain? And I'm nervous. The defense looks great. Mike Micah Parsons is one of the best defensive players in the NFL in his second season. And he's so Lovely. awesome. They they have you have no idea where Micah Parsons is at any point in time during the play. They move him around so much, he's almost impossible to defend. I worry that not I mean, defend, Cooper Rush but is to... not yeah, Cooper Rush is the best backup quarterback in NFL history. I worry that I, I know he's not better than Dak when it comes to town. Well, yeah, that's fair. Just <laughs> mess it. I'm gonna keep going, keep going. Don't let this, me derail you. Anyway, um, what is the best case scenario? I mean, I feel like Dax can come back. He'll make some dumb decisions. He's obviously more talented than Rush, but this defense kind of needs kind of a boring. The defense is is good. They need like a mayonnaise quarterback, and like I just I worry that we're at the top of the hill. I get I get what you're saying. Cooper Rush is playing this week in L.A. Right. Yes. So I feel like the defense, I think you have more of a sense of urgency when you know the other side of the ball has a backup on it, right? You're like, right. we got to stop these guys. Or even Ezekiel Elliott or Tony Pollard is like, we have to rush. We have to go hard because Cooper Rush can't throw the ball downfield like Dak Prescott can. I'm not sure if that's the case because he seems to be a very manageable decent passer like he's he's playing lights out for his for his ability level or maybe his ceiling I think the ideal scenario is Dak comes back and the defense and the run game keeps up that intensity when you relax because your quarterback can make such big plays and kind of bail you out at the end of games I think that like edge is lost when Dak comes back so if you harness that energy and focus it 
you'll be good. But that's that's you know, that's diving deep into the psychology of players I don't know anything about, and I don't know anything about psychology. So I just made a broad uh, uh, brush stroke at at the psychology of football. But I think there's something to it. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a good point. I don't want Dak to rush back. As we saw last year in Hard Knocks, he wouldn't leave the field in a couple of those episodes when his leg was or his ankle leg was still messed up. So I kind of want them to ease him back because the NFC is awful. I looked at the teams like the Falcons are a playoff team, I think, right now. So oh, there's God. definitely room room to be bad and be like maybe eight and nine and make a wild card behind the Eagles, obviously. So I don't want Dak to to rush back i want him to be ready and i just don't you know i i watch the saints lose and i just i think that all all signs point to kirk cousins beating black kirk cousins in the playoffs dang that is you are sad it's just like i can't I, i'm stuck aren't you see, aren't you four and one i can't see past the wild card round <laughs> it's gonna- and, if, and if matt rule gets fired they're gonna get sean payton the Panthers are going to get Sean Payton. He knows the NFC South better than anybody. That's right. I forgot you were holding yeah. out hope for Sean Payton. That ship might yeah. have sailed. You cannot oh, fire Mike McCarthy after he makes the playoffs. Um, let's talk about the Saints because I'm stuck on them as well. We had a double doink over there against Minnesota. Minnesota, losing to Minnesota is the most infuriating thing you can possibly do. We lost in the Minnesota Miracle. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle Rudolph. He's Keenum. God, was that Case Keenum? That was Case Keenum. Oh my, that hurt, that hurt so much more. <laughs> that was pre. That was pre Kirk. Oh. Kirk was a Kirk was an R word back then. Oh, Case yeah. Keenum. Um, and he was a bat. Was he back? Was he backing somebody up? And he was playing in the playoffs because their starter was hurt. Oh, we we no, don't have to do that. We don't have to go do that that's, exercise. Yeah, so that's a deep dive. Um, and then you had Kyle Ru- Rudolph push push off in the end zone. Uh, at in New Orleans in the playoffs, and then you have Will Lutz's double doink in London. Jameis Winston looks worse than even my worst case scenario played out in my head. Now we have Andy Dalton, who looks good, by the way. And I'm not saying on the field, like good. handsome, like no, he handsome. looks good with the beard and the and the. I like the high fade for him. He looks good with the beard. He does, and Michael Thomas is out. Duh. Duh. Why did I ever think that Michael Thomas was going to come back? Alvin Kamara has broken ribs, which are not going to heal. And then that being said, at some point, he's going to have to deal with the fact that he's probably going to get convicted of a felony because he beat up some drunk fan in Florida or Hawaii, wherever the Pro Bowl was last year. And so the Saints have got me down. But I think what would salvage my season is if I, if they keep going down is to ignore them and start focusing on the NFL draft. Because I remember doing that. Before Drew Brees, I remember looking at Reggie Bush being like, all right, all right, we, we could get Reggie yeah. Bush. So, like, it'll make my observations of of the NFL, I'm not of the NFL, the college game a little more acute when I'm looking at potential draft picks instead of wondering if the 49ers are going to lose on a Saturday so the Saints can get into the playoffs. So young Massey with like a, what a buzz cut and no beard was checking out the what 2006 draft. And he wanted Reggie Bush over Vince young back then. Oh man. Were they in the same draft? Vince young was the Titans. Yeah. The same year. I think that was the Mario Williams to the, to the Texans 
that was kind of one of those weird drafts where like yeah i do remember that i think and it I, went I'll... mario bush uh vince don't quote me there but i think that was the top three and drew Brees came in not the same year but maybe a year after reggie bush and that's when things really really turn around i guess we had aaron brooks yeah. at the time which was you know was- compared to vince young's career is probably pretty comparable you know so oh, i'm just NFL career yeah yeah I, i'd argue i'd argue aaron brooks had a better career yeah so and so i'm just saying that like i don't can't speak to my mindset in 2006 but my mindset in 2022 is all right let me some let me start listening to freaking mel kuyper all right draft prep yeah yeah just a little draft prep. i'm not there yet but um if they lose the seahawks i might be mm, geno smith <laughs> Ten-year vet, by the way. All right, give me your quote slash question of the week, trainer. That clinch walk wouldn't have made it. Yes, yes, yes. DK Metcalf had to use the facilities in the middle of the game mm-hmm. and took a ride on a golf, not the golf cart, the injury cart, those souped-up yeah. golf carts to do so, which scared everybody in the building. But he was like, you know what? I just had to go. Yeah, decided against the Daffy Duck squeeze the cheeks walk all the way to the to the facilities to the to the stalls, and I remember when I when I saw this, I thought about Lamar Jackson in 2020, and we asked Morgan Cox about this about Poopgate when um, Lamar went off the field for a while for reasons unknown, came back and won the game after he relieved himself. Um, very very funny. And it is funny. A hilarious quote to yeah to admit that you know I mean Lamar kept it kind of vague on whether he had to go to the locker room to use the bathroom, but DK was upfront about it. It was it was pretty funny. And that's why this this story will eventually fade out. But also I think of Paul Pierce, who fell down during the playoffs and had to get oh, yeah. wheelchaired out of the arena. And 15 years later, it comes out he was like, actually, I had an accident in my pants and I just need to clean myself up. Yeah, he he admitted that the- on TNT or something. No, that was hilarious. And speaking of the odds, uh, did you did you see the Wes Welker story? No. Wes Welker brought up that in the late 2000s when he was playing for the Patriots, there was a special teams player with the past named Larry Izzo who had to relieve himself, and he did it on the sideline, and he got the game ball from Bill Belichick. So I'm guessing he went to the medical tent, and they covered it up, but oh he just like went went in a bucket on the, on the sideline. Yeah, Bill Belichick would not allow you to go into the locker room unless no. you're severely hurt game ball like I, I, how did this how did this get buried i don't Back know in the- did you see uh did you see mac jones getting helped off the field and like some someone posted the clip of him getting because kansas city has that like tear down and it, it was like tanya harding he was just moaning and groaning it was so sad oh yeah i saw i saw a picture of his face he did look he did look distraught yeah <laughs> all right my my quote slash question of the week is a quote and it is, a hitman costs a lot less than that. Think College Station. Know. This is a local Texas A&M fan who called into the local radio show in College Station when referring to Jimbo Fisher's buyout. He says a hitman costs a lot less than that. <laughs> Jimbo Fisher's last last year buyout was $95 million. It roughly goes down $9 million until 2030. So right now it sits at eighty-five point nine million dollars uh so texas a&m you guys better start you alumni better start tapping some oil wells in the east texas oil fields because jimbo fisher is well on his way to below eight and five this or eight and four this year i'm thinking seven and five 
and he might he might get the bag thrown at him, but I think that 2022 recruiting class, if they all stay and decide not to transfer, he's gonna be he's gonna be in some hot water here in College Station. So you're saying if he gets the he gets the opportunity to see if that recruiting class comes to fruition next year? I think he will they... I think he will have a buffer year because of that class. Right. Okay. Yeah. If okay. they all start exactly. transferring, that seat's gonna get hotter. If they yes. stick around and they keep keep getting paid, which they ought to do, like the alumni should just double down on every single recruit they got. And and if that talent can hype or prop Jimbo up, he'll mm-hmm. last for another year or two. But they he has to go he has to do better than eight and four. He cannot go seven and five. He cannot go six and six. He has to be eight and four and above, or you're going to see some big checks getting thrown at Jimbo to to uh, exit that building. I looked at yeah, I looked at their remaining schedule, and I actually had them down for six and six. Please, do you have it in front of you? I, I exactly who they're playing? No, but I'll, I can bring it back up. But I had like when it's I the went SEC down the little, West. Yeah, I had them losing. I know they still have to play Mississippi and LSU, I believe. Uh, they're playing Alabama. That spread cannot be – well, Bryce Young being out, I feel like I feel like Alabama, they're favored by 24. I, I just don't see how Alabama's not going to put – the over-under is 51. I don't see Alabama how Alabama's not going to put 51 points on their own up against A&M after all the off-season stuff. I'm sure Saban's just like dog-cussing everybody in the locker room about beating Jimbo Fisher – Oh, I'm sure. As badly as possible. So Yeah. I, Alabama wants to win this game more than uh, Texas A&M doesn't want to lose. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to play anti-lose, but I, I feel like Alabama is going to run all over Texas A&M. But they have, they have some good guys up front. They If they scheme them, they're just going to have to scheme Gibbs open. He is the Alvin Kamara of college football t- this this year. Did this anonymous caller, is this from the Feinbaum show, and did he mention how much a hitman does cost in College Station? Him and Harvey Van Dyke can get together and trade notes. Mm -hmm. Harvey Updike. Harvey Van Dyke. That that guy kills trees. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) He kills trees, not humans. Um, Give me your goat of the week, trainer. I got a tie. All right. Draymond Green. Yes, 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 yes. One side of the coin. Alex Taylor. On the other side, you may not know who Alex Taylor is. I'm sure the fans know who Draymond Green is. Don't yes. need to explain him. Explain, explain the Alex Taylor, because Draymond Green is my go to the week as well. Alex Taylor, protester at the Rams-Niners game, got on the field, was tackled by legendary linebacker Bobby Wagner. He used to play for the Seahawks. He's an activist with direct action everywhere. Okay. His message is to defend animal cruelty, which I, I stand by that. Sure. But he's suing filing a police report against Bobby Wagner and the Rams because Wagner took his butt out in the middle of the game. And Wagner said, which I agree with, I was trying to help out security, trying to help the staff out. Yeah. I'm a team player. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm Bobby Wagner. I'm faster than security guard. I play professional football. Do you need assistance? I will. I will assist you. What did we just talk about last week? Oh, plenty of stuff. Lots right. of stuff. One thing we talked about: fans versus players, the fights. Yes, and we are we are manifesting things, Massey. The moon of Nimbus. We're we're ready. We're doing we're doing the Lord's work. Bringing up. <laughs> it's very it's very funny to think that like if you go onto a field, it's kind of public knowledge that if you disrupt a game of any variety, 
and go onto a basketball court, soccer pitch, whatever, there are no rules protecting you out there. And as society, I don't know if that that's true. Like this guy's filing a police report for assault, but it's like you're going into the gladiators arena where legally speaking, they're doing assault every single play. Yeah. And all of a sudden you get on the field in between the gladiators and you catch it. You catch a, uh, I've actually replayed. I replayed the, uh, the clip a couple of times. He didn't get hit that hard. No, no, no. He shouldn't. No, he did not need to go to the medical tent for concussion protocol. Tell the truth. Um, I think he was properly, properly hit, not helmet to head and all is fine. He should, he should stop being a big baby. If he's going to run on the field and do these, these shenanigans. He's got to, you got to deal with the, you know, if you're, you can't take a mess with the bull, get the horns. What's also very funny. I wonder if this is one of those organizations, kind of like the Westboro Baptist church that will do <laughs> God awful things like protest soldiers funerals. And when somebody says right. something or like slaps a member of the church, they file for a lawsuit and that's how they fund their entire campaign. Well, yeah, I was, I was a little worried to bring this up because I know you're a very, very staunch uh, anti-golf activist and you're also an animal owner. So I didn't know whose side you're going to take. So I'm glad to hear you're on Wagner's side. I, I own plenty of animals. <laughs> I own over 13, 15, 19 animals. That's a good critical number. Wait, uh, two dogs, 14 cats, two horses, a goat. Two, and Two dogs, two cats. Two horses, 13 chickens. What is that? Chickens. That's 19, right? 19. I got that right. Um, Hoarder. All right, so let's talk about about Draymond (laughs) Green. Let's talk about Draymond Green for a second. He is the real housewives of Golden State. He gets so jealous when new talent. Used to be. What, What do you mean? He got waived. No, he did not. I could. Is this fake news? Am I getting fake news again? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's gonna. He's Damn not. It. Draymond Green is not gonna get waived. He's a three-time NBA champion. All right, keep going. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There, yeah, there will be some discipline. He got suspended for a game two, three seasons ago when Kevin Durant first got to the building, or maybe after his second season with the, or after his first season going into his second season, Draymond Green got an altercation with Kevin Durant, and Kevin Durant was like, "Okay, see ya, drama," and Draymond Green is now jealous of Poole since Poole is now becoming a legitimate NBA player. He had his kind of mm-hmm. breakout party last year, and Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole at the at practice where Jordan Poole and Draymond were in kind of a chest-bumping, shoving match, and then Draymond, quote, elevated the situation by throwing a punch. Draymond Green just feels threatened by other talent, and he's afraid that Steve Kerr is going to look over there and be like, why do we have this guy? He can't even score. And so Jeremiah Green just likes to think that he is the heart and soul of the Golden State Warriors, where I think they'd probably be fine without him. Oh, yeah, 100%. Did you hear what Jordan Poole allegedly called him, which was hilarious? What? Uh, triple single. <laughs> which, which basically equates to saying, Draymond, you're good for seven points, seven rebounds, and four assists, which is hilarious. And I thought, I love Jordan Poole for that. That is so – that that – if Draymond triple Green, single. he's so so such a hothead, he would take that. Hey, you're just a triple <laughs> single. Jordan Poole, meanwhile, could get paid a boatload of money whenever his contract runs out with Golden State, either re right, from Golden is, State or go somewhere else. Yeah, speaking of Jimbo Fisher and, and bags, this is about, allegedly, this is like, will Jordan Poole 
or Draymond Green get a contract extension first. And that has a lot of the um, behind the scenes blood boiling that kind of came to came to a head. It has to do with like the young, it's the young, the young cute boy and the old man saying, mm, he's mm. going to get paid first before me. I've been here forever. And Draymond Green went nuts. You're right. Fake Twitter got me just like with uh, Zach Wilson's alleged tweet saying, I'm coming for you, Giselle. Fake Twitter. <laughs> I'm stuck on fake Twitter. I, I thought they waved him. And- yeah, you ate the trash. You ate Damn the it. trash. Uh, speaking of Golden State, our boy Ty Jerome of the 2018 UVA Cavaliers national champion. Mm. National champion. He has mm-hmm. kind of bounced around the league a little bit, spent a majority of his career at Oklahoma City, just got signed by the Warriors to a contract. I think it was practice, but I think it got elevated up. I wonder. Oh. I don't think he was in the building for this, but I bet you Ty Jerome's going to be like, what's his deal? What's cheaper, like a hitman versus buying out Jimbo Fisher? What's cheaper, paying Draymond or keeping Ty Jerome around? Hey, hey, mm-hmm. hey. Now, mm-hmm. now, now we're speaking. We're, now we're talking. All right, let's go to college football. We have, some, we have a pick them, but first let's go to our final four picks. I have some waiver wire to hit here. Let's, let's do our final four picks. We do this uh, snake draft style. Not really, just back and forth. Back and forth. Snake, snake's a little unfair. It looks like I did a snake draft because I have Alabama and Georgia. I don't know how I did that. I appreciate it. But, yeah, continue. I don't know how you did that either. I've done this before, too. I'm so <laughs> dumb. Um, Georgia looks vulnerable, by the way. Oh, trainer, oh. Trainer has Bama, Georgia, Southern Cal, and Oklahoma State. I am currently sitting with Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Oregon. Oregon, I don't know. You have another unranked team two two weeks in a row? Is Oregon unranked? Oklahoma is. Oh, well, I'm dropping them. Is it my turn to pick? It's not. It's not, Massey. I can can step in here if I want. Do I want Michigan? No, I don't. Do I want Tennessee? No, I don't need a third uh, SEC team. I'm going to be, I'm going to take the higher road. I'm going to give you the pick. This will be your third Boneyard team. Mm -hmm. I have two. I think next year. We're not going to change the rules midseason. We should do a penalty for dropping teams and make it a point system. Does that make sense? Yeah. All okay. right. I'm into that. I All knew right. I was going to be scrambling at the end of that draft. I was like Ohio State, Clemson, who I forgot who else had Miami. You participated. You participated. All right. So I'm going to obviously drop Oklahoma and I'm going to yep. pick up Michigan. They should be favored. Oh. They should be favored in every single one of their games until they, uh, Penn State, they have at home. But they should be favored every single one of their games until they go to Ohio State in the horseshoe at the end of the year. So give me the Michigan Wolverines. Massey, what did we talk about last week? No Michigan. I'm I can't. And you have no SEC teams. You have two Big Ten teams. You have you can have Tennessee if you want. You can have Hooker. You're right. You're right. Should I drop Oregon? Should I should I go ahead and do it? But if we're no. gonna if we're gonna do the point system, I'm gonna warm up to it because I think I'm gonna keep Michigan for the long haul and keep my eye on Oregon. Because right. Utah, USC, and UCLA look pretty stinking good. Utah has only lost one game to Florida, although Florida kind of turned out to be frauds. Yeah, it's kind of looking like uh, Florida's not going to help some of those teams that had them propped up as like, a oh, Anthony Richardson, Florida's back. And no, they're not. So not as sexy of a win or a loss or whatever going forward. Tennessee has a big one this weekend, so we'll see if they get through that. But, man, does this Hendon Hooker look good? We'll get, we should just go straight there. We should go to our pick. Let me let me turn the page here. 
Um, let's go to. Yeah, I've got real, real quick. Uh, check in. SEC seven teams in the top twenty-five. They're on the rise as usual. Five in the top thirteen. Big Ten kind of dropping. They have three overall top twenty-five teams. Three in the top ten, which is good, but only three in the entire top twenty-five. Big Twelve has four. ACC dropped down to four, and Pac twelve is back, folks. Has three in the top twelve, five overall in the top twenty-five. This and is then the... there's B- Go ahead. BYU independent. Yeah, they're they're Pac twelve has been surprisingly good this year. When UCLA lined up against Washington, their Chip Kelly has had that offense humming. Yeah. Let's what all right, these are these are teams we're gonna talk about right now. Let's start with uh Tennessee goes down to LSU to the true mm. Death Valley. Tennessee is ranked number eight. LSU is ranked number twenty fifth. This kicks off at eleven AM Central yeah. Time. It is not a night game, which I think obviously is to Tennessee's advantage. They yep. did announce, though, that the gates of the stadium will open at 9 a.m., and that is the exact time they're going to start serving beer in Baton Rouge. Ooh, did you see the Ole Miss, not, not to go on a tangent, but the Ole Miss uh, frat, bo- frat bro passing out about the puke in the stands against uh, the Kentucky game? I saw the frat bros get in a massive brawl and not one person escaped with a bruise. I mean, okay, not, so not that, one yeah. person got a similar bruise. same game, same game. But I feel like this has the makings of that. If they're opening the gates at 9 a.m., that means tailgating what at, at 7.30 a.m.? No. Have you been to Baton Rouge? They're going to carry. They're going to no. play through there. Mm. You say start at 7 a.m. I think they're going to start at probably 4 p.m. on Friday oh. and not oh, sleep like- and go straight to the game. Oh, you're saying toot skis and staying up late? I'm uh, probably, uh, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew to the face. Go Tigers, yeah, yeah. go Tigers, yeah. So I think, uh, I think in LSU's in real, real trouble here. I think they're gonna. I think Tennessee. Oh, I'm so bad at this. Uh, Hendon Hooker. Did you know he's 24 years old? What? Yeah, Hendon is he Hooker. Mor- is, is he tw- Mormon? <laughs> he's in his sixth year of college football. He's coming off a bye. He had his best career performance against Florida their last game, 350 yards and through the air, 112 rushing yards, accounted for three total TDs. LSU snuck by Auburn, a helpless Auburn team last week. I'm going to go ahead and do this. I'm going to say Tennessee lays the points. They're favored by three. Yep, I totally agree. Hinden Hooker is awesome um, in the Heisman race, obviously. Tennessee second in the nation with 567 yards a game. LSU has a good defense. Is Brian, I, actually, Brian Kelly, besides being known for murder, is he known for offense or off or defense? I can't remember. I can't. Having mediocre game manager quarterbacks, I don't know. Well said. And a red face and terrible, uh, what's it called, Instagram and TikTok content. Um, they beat... They had a win. LSU's had a win at Mississippi, sorry, versus Mississippi State and at Auburn. They lost to Florida State on a <clears throat> doink, not a double doink like the Saints, but they got blocked. Uh, the ele- oh, got blocked. Yeah, that that extra That's point a doink, got blocked. A doink off the hand. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Eleven a.m. game. I like Tennessee. All right. Um, the Big Twelve, the most entertaining, mysterious conference of all these conf- Power Five conferences. TCU is at Kansas. Game day. College football game day will be there for the first time. Number 17, TCU, takes on number 19, Kansas. TCU destroyed Oklahoma 55-24 to last week. Max Dugan, TCU. 
I didn't realize this, but Max Dugan got benched for a for kind of like a, a not a freshman, but a highly touted recruit. He got hurt. And it's been Max Dugan the entire way. I think he's a fifth-year senior. He's having an incredible year. TCU is 24? Fa- <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> TCU is favored by seven. I think this is the end of the road for Kansas. <sighs> Poor, Can- Poor Kansas. It's been fun. I mean, they did win the national championship in the basketball. Uh, TCU, third only behind Tennessee. And I don't know who's first, but third in offense with 566 yards a game. Max Dugan. Sonny Dykes offense uh, blew out Oklahoma. Kansas has had wins at West Virginia. They beat Duke, which is a great blue blood basketball um, matchup. Mm-hmm. They have a meh defense. And I agree. Are we doing outrights? Are we doing, uh, are, you, are you taking uh, I'm taking TCU? TCU in the points. I think they're too explosive for Kansas D. Okay. Yeah. We got to disagree yeah, somewhere, I, trainer. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Daniels looks good. Lance Leopold, 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 the Kansas coach doing mm-hmm. a good job. Ex Buffalo head coach. He was a quarterback at Wisconsin Whitewater. Yep. You know about rivers and Whitewater. Um, possible Wisconsin head coach vacancy. Um, yeah, I was thinking that Nebraska was going to come knocking and I think I would take the Wisconsin job 10 times out of 10 before Nebraska. Yeah, I agree. This one's, this one's a, a four factor. The uh, conference game, top 25, undefeateds, and ESPN College Game Day. Uh, you want to hear the rest of Kansas' schedule? Sorry for all the Jayhawk fans out there that are listening. Um, it's the last time we'll mention them on the on the year, so yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, at Oklahoma, at Baylor, bye, versus Oklahoma State, at Texas Tech, who just beat Texas. Then they have Texas at home. Who knows? Texas could possibly lose to Kansas on the road because Texas yeah. – has that in their it's DNA. Not, it's not back. And they end the the season at Kansas State. Besides their loss, freaky loss to Tulane, Kansas State has been looking good. I think Kansas might not finish above 500. Ooh, that's harsh. That's like Arkansas. They're just going to plummet. Yep, <laughs> I can see it. It's, I th- all right, let's, let's say six and six when they beat Texas uh, at home and that they're bowl eligible. Love it. A&M, bowl game. All right, to the Pac-12. We have number 11, Utah. They're 4-1 and one with that only loss to the Gators we previously mentioned. They are favored by 3.5, a, a road favorite. UCLA is a home dog. Uh, UCLA is number 18, 5-0. Oh. They crushed UW last, last week on Friday night. Utah has been cruising. Utah scores a lot of points. UCLA scores a lot of points. I think Utah averages over 35 points a game. You still, I don't know who's going to win this game. I don't know the over-under. If we could look at that real quick. I think I just want the over in this game. I know the, the line is three and a half favoring Utah. The over-under is 64 and a half. So, uh, over? Is that what you want to go with? I I'm going to go with... Go ahead. I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with UCLA. God, I have Utah in the Pac-12. I, I just need to stop living in the past. I, I think UCLA. I like. Um, I call him DTR. You know, define the relationship. Dorian Thompson Robinson. That's exactly. I was the, trying to think of that. I was like, it's something, but all the acronyms I'm thinking of, don't Google because you'll you'll get viruses. But DTR. Oh, not DTR. That's just that's romance. Uh, it's good there. You can you can yeah um, yeah UCLA. 
I like them to, yeah, be a uh, sorry a home dog and cover three and a half. Yeah, I think I if I, if I were to pick, I don't like going exactly with you, but you're right. I, U, UCLA will will cover this game. Let, let's just put me down officially for that, since you've changed okay. the way we score things, and I don't even know the rules to this game, and I lose because of the rules you made up and didn't tell me. Just saying. What are the rules of this game? I win. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else? I, w- I wanted to get to our th- uh, three up and three down with plenty of time to discuss and not and not rush through it. We can. I have more college football. All right, give to. me give me one so I can pick it incorrectly. All right. Um, God, we got we got we got B- your BYU Cougars at Notre mm-hmm. Dame, the unholy war, Mormons versus Catholics. We got your BYU State at Wildcats. Notre Dame. Just give me BYU out. Uh, b- give me BYU. Yeah, they're three and a half point dogs. I like BYU as well. BYU will cover. Um, will cover. How about this one? Kentucky Will Levis is a game time decision. Like Bryce Young, Spencer Rattler really sucks. Uh, South Carolina at Kentucky. Kentucky coming off that loss. They have Chris Rodriguez back. I'm gonna go with Kentucky covering this six and a half at home. I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw caution to the wind that Will Levis plays. Um, I. I think Carolina, South Carolina is so bad. Spencer Radler is not as advertised. I, I, I can't pick Carolina to win. There's there's no, there's not a bone in me that thinks they're going to win, even if Will Levis doesn't play. So I'll, I'll take South Carolina with the po- – uh, no, I'm just going to pick Kentucky to win. Oh, we got we got to disagree on something. Arkansas at Mississippi State. Mississippi State favored by nine. Who do you like there? I like Mississippi State. I I like Will Rogers. I think Mike Leach had that one sleep like slept walk at LSU. They beat the pants off of Texas A and M, which I think are I think is better than Arkansas. But did Arkansas have they already played? They might play a little later. No, they played in Jerry's World. Arkansas won, right? They sure did. Um. A&M beat Arkansas at Jerry World. A&M beat Arkansas in Jerry World. Man, Correct. It's, all, it's all getting very, very muddled in my brain the, as the years go on. Give me Mississippi State and the points. Okay, I'll take Arkansas as a plus nine. And then last one, Florida State at NC State. NC State coming off a loss at Death Valley, the real Death Valley mm-hmm. of the ACC. Florida State lost to... Uh, Sam Hartman and Wake Forest. Really uh, good State. team. Really good NC team. NC State at home, favored by three. Favored by three against Effett. Both coming off losses. If um, I think FSU is is a bit out over their skis. They're a lot better than we thought they were going to be. Um, NC State has something to prove. They have to claw back into the uh, being relevant in the ACC. I forget if – no, they, they, they have to wait for Clemson to slip up. So give me NC State, and they're favored by three. Mm-hmm. Give me NC State at the points. I like I like right. I like college football is so unpredictable. They either win by one or they win by thirty. All right, I'll take I'll take Florida State and Norvell, Coach Norvell to win on the road. A little right. a little bit of a disagreement there. So you know, for the fans, <laughs> it's all it's all about the fans. All right, let's go to three up and three down. Um, where do you want to start? You want to go up first or down first? Let's go up first. All right, I'm gonna do it. I pick them every single week. And I'm oh, going to do it again. Lions and Patriots? Detroit oh, is man. my Love up. It. They have a third-string quarterback in there uh, named Zappy. I honestly really, really like Zappy. Detroit is the number one offense in it's the league right now. Just kidding. I don't know. Um, 
Um, they, their Patriots are favored by three. Detroit cannot stop anyone to save their lives, but I think Zappi will be on a tight leash with Belichick because that's what he does. Belichick wants to control the game. Let's look at let's look at Zappi's college career at Western Kentucky. This is one season worth of Zappi's stats: six thousand yards, six sixty-two TDs, and eleven interceptions. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah. The man is electric, and he looked pretty comfortable out there throwing the ball against Green Bay. But Belichick, I think play calling didn't match Zappi's talent. Give me Detroit to win over the Patriots in a close one. Give me the mm, – yeah, give me Detroit money line. All right, cool. I'll um, I'll do – so last week I said the Jags were going to lose to Philadelphia. They're going to go on a roll here on a tear. They've got a pretty easy schedule. They're hosting the Texans, so I'm going to go ahead and lock myself in with the Jags, continue on this next six, these next six games, and I'm going to basically like go – I'm going to audit myself. So if Jags lose a game along the way, it's on me, and I lose all those games. Does that make sense? I, I think all so. The points. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with, with T-Lar, Mr. Mr. Clemson, yeah. ACC, and Etienne getting better, and the Jags, the Jags rolling at home against the Texans. So you're saying Jags uh... – Covered the seven points. Yeah, easily. Houston is bad, but they seem to stick around in games. My second up, Alvin Kamara. Oh. Returns against the leaky Seahawks defense. They gave up so many points to to Detroit. The thing about Detroit is they don't have a defense. Saints defense is actually pretty, pretty stingy. Give me the Saints money line. They're favored by five and a half, but who knows what Andy Dalton is capable of doing. Will Lutz has kind of been shaky this year, but look for him to return his confidence in the dome. Give me the saints money line. All right. All right. All right. Whew. All right. I'll go with, I feel like this is fair. The chargers are banged up. I picked them before as a three. Up. I looked they're at this. The, I looked at this hard. Keep going. They're only, I'm going to say they're, they're within that three point threshold. They're on the road against the Browns. I like the chargers. I think that they're kind of like the Jags. I thought they're going to go on a roll. And then the Jags actually beat their brains in in LA. I'm gonna go the Chargers. So Jags Chargers for me. I like I like that I like that a lot. Miles um, Garrett has returned to practice. Javon Clowney has an injury last week when they had neither Atlanta. That's right, Cordell Pat, uh, Patterson and Atlanta ran all over him. I do like that pick. Um, my up. You ready for this? Dallas mm. Cowboys. I am drinking mm. the Kool-Aid. They are a road dog. They will cover the five and a half point spread against the Rams, who are who struggled, who looked silly against the 49ers defense last week. Dallas Cowboys, while they may not be as good as the 49ers on defense, they're up there. It's it's if the if 49ers are an A, Dallas Cowboys, in my opinion, are a B or a C, if that makes sense. Give me mm-hmm. Dallas to cover on the road against LA Rams. Okay. I'll take Sunday night football game Ravens. They beat the Bengals at home. This begins their March towards the AFC North title. Bengals will be a wild card team still, but yeah, I have, I had the Bengals going down. Is that what you're, mm-hmm. you're you said? The yeah, Ra- basically. You said the Ravens was- were going, we're going up. I had the Bengals going down. Ravens are a home dog. They're, the Bengals can't run the ball, and the Ravens can't stop the pass. They're going to have to scheme people open. Ravens are favored by three and a half at home, but the Bengals 
too much too much pass offense for them. I mean, you look at Buffalo and look at Miami. They were able to pass their way back in the game. Give me give me the uh, the uh, Bengals there as well. Um, one of my down that was my that was one of my downs. Give me your first down. The Packers. Speaking of Zappy, had to go to overtime to beat the third string quarterback for uh, the Patriots at home at Lambeau. Saquon Barkley is playing out of his mind. As long as he stays healthy, the Packers are an eight-point favorite. I'm not going to be a weenie. I'm just going to pick the Giants to win on the road at Lambeau. Ayahuasca Aaron. You mean in London? Oh, this is a game in London? Oh, 830. Sorry. This is, oh, is it Tottenham Hotspur again? Oh, yeah. This is a neutral field. Giants win. <laughs> Giants. <laughs> right. Giants are closer to the Atlantic Ocean and uh, the Queen than the Packers. That's like how many more time zones? Like 40? Yeah. Giants win. I love Daniel that. Jones. Danny Dimes. I love that. The down. NFC East up continues to be up. The down. Tom Brady getting a divorce from Giselle goes on the road oh. with all this hoopla to the Atlanta Falcons. He got smoked by Patrick Mahomes, not comparing them to Atlanta. They are favored by 10. There's something going on in Atlanta. They might have found their identity on offense. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to run the ball well on uh, Atlanta will not be able to run the ball well in the Bucks. Yeah, they lost um they lost Cordell. Did they? Aforementioned. Oh, Patterson. Yeah. I did not. I said Atlanta was going to cover. I'm going to have to th- rethink. I'm going to have to rethink my strategy here. And that's okay. And we make mistakes on this show, Massey. All right, so I had Tom Brady being down. I I think the Bucks will win this game. Um, you know what? I'm just going to stick with it. I should no. Go ahead. Give me your next down, and I'll think of something. Oh man, oh man. I can't keep piling on Kyler. The Eagles are going to destroy them in Phoenix. My next down. Oh man, this one's tough. I want to go with. I want to go with Miami. Miami. Yeah. They're going to be down. Zach, they have Teddy Zach Wilson coming for Giselle, coming for the Dolphins. Zach Wilson put together a game-winning drive, and I don't, I don't think they won, but they, he put together a drive in mm-hmm. crunch time. He he did a two-minute drill. Now that being said, Teddy Bridgewater they, won. they beat they beat the Steelers. You're right. They, that was Kenny Pickett got put in for Trubisky finally at, at halftime. That's right. And then so, I think the Jets ride that momentum. I I think Miami has to rethink their game plan. So I have I have Miami down. So that puts the uh, the Jets up. And if I could get to my final down, I'm going to shoot from the hip here. Oh man, let's say I mean, how bad can is the Titans Commanders game? <laughs> that is so bad. Um, <laughs> you know what? The Vikings going down. Why? Because I hate the Vikings. The Bears will cover this game. Seven and a half oh. point spread. Bears at home, I believe. God, you love Ohio State, Justin Fields. No, they're they're on the road. Bears still, Bears still will cover this game. Kirk Cousins is super lame. Oh, and I forgot uh, part of my the beginning of the show. Matt Rule, Panthers down. Matt Rule fired by Monday. Uh, Sean Payton unfortunately takes the head coaching job on Tuesday, and Cowboys lose in the playoffs. Sports fans, that is all the time we have. <laughs> if you missed our expert analysis any part of the way, download our podcast. We are Teton Sports Talk, wherever podcasts are available. If not, catch us on air. Fridays, 2 to 3 Mountain Time. All right, that's it. That's all. That's all.